0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said, "'But I say to you that listen, "'Happy you who weep now, you shall laugh. "'Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. "'Bless those who curse you, "'pray for those who abuse you. "'If anyone strikes you on the cheek, "'offer the other also. "'And from anyone who takes away your coat Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap, for the measure you give will be the measure you get back. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God be seated. But I say to you, listen. Happy are you who weep now, you shall laugh. Grace, peace, and love from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. To me, this saying in the gospel addresses those who are mourning, who are in grief, Weeping to me is something that precedes mourning. In fact, Matthew's Gospel says, Blessed are those who mourn now, for you shall be comforted. So allow me to take some pastor's discretion and speak to those who mourn. I was torn last week because I was bursting to talk about Jesus being on the level, if you remember that. And I also wanted to talk to you about this verse, It appeared in last week's reading as well. Nevertheless, they are both part of the same sermon of Jesus, either on the mount or on the level. So let me retrograde a few words back. Happy are those who weep now, for you shall laugh. So the other day I called my mom. She's 97 years old. Since my dad died, I tried to call her about every other day. She's usually uh, at home, except on Thursdays when she goes to the beauty parlor, and Friday when she gets her nails done. Some things are not going to change. <laughs> but unfortunately, I did call on a Thursday around the time of her hair appointment and the phone rang for a while and then the answering machine picked up and said Nick Genetazio, leave a message that was my dad no hello just got to the point just did his job just said what he had to say and just reminding me in the most powerful way that I am in mourning that I miss him so much and then A million memories are swept into consciousness. There was that Little League game, the driving lessons, the recitals, the shows that you came to see, the recipes that you brought home from the firehouse, and then the inevitable tear, the exclamation point that reminds me that I'm not through grieving, that the bad news that a pastor gave me was that it's going to take a while. And I don't know if I could stand it. Morning doesn't fit into my schedule, but I'm not in control. My emotions come to the surface in ways I don't control, in anger sometimes. Sometimes you feel numb, sometimes confused or forgetful, or sometimes I'm just tired. Maybe that is why Jesus makes it a point to bless those who mourn. Because there's nothing we can do but live through our grief. Grief that he himself experienced. Jesus himself mourns. He cries. He cried over Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you, how often have I longed to to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you are not willing. Or when his dear friend Lazarus dies, and Jesus arrives after Lazarus is entombed, we hear one of the most mournful sentences in the Bible, and Jesus wept. Are you among those who mourn today? Who grieve the loss of something or someone precious? If you have lost someone you love in the past few months, you don't have to think twice. You're mourning. In fact, I wanted to mention those here today who I know have lost someone or something recently, but I would be omitting many of you. I might not know those who are suffering deep disappointment. I might not know those who are going through a wrenching family separation. I might not know those who see a loss of friendship over a disagreement. I might not know those whose job is in jeopardy. I might not know those who will lose an accustomed lifestyle because of the loss of funds. All of them are mourning. In fact, I believe that on any given Sunday, a large number of us are mourning. You may be among the mourners today you know, think about it. Living always happens in the midst of loss. Before writing this sermon, I studied the text very closely, and I had a number of choices on what to preach on in this gospel, one beatitude after another. There's so much grist in this mill. But there is really only one that we will all experience, that we will all feel, and we'll be thankful that God blesses us in time of our mourning, because we will need all the blessing that we can get. But what if you feel that you're not, you aren't mourning? Some of us might say, well, actually, Pastor, my life is going pretty well, about as well as I can ever remember. To that I say, well, how wonderful. And I hope that it continues for you But we do not only mourn for our losses or for those close to us. We mourn for our world and for the grief that strikes our neighbor wherever he or she might be. We read the newspapers and watch the 24-hour news cycle. Night after night, we sense the deep grief and futile questions in the face of tragic death. We turn away sadly from bloodshed in Europe and in the Middle East and in our own cities. We shy away from carnage in Africa. We almost skim over the reports of violent crimes in our nation and in our community. We cannot avoid the realization that there is great pain in the world. And we mourn. How could we feel the pain, hear the cries, sense the despair? to come to terms with our own sin and not mourn. My brothers and sisters, Jesus calls us to mourn. His one command is to love one another as I have loved you. And he spins out what it means to love one another. We discover that we are to bear one another's burdens, to care deeply for and about this world, and to extend his love to the far reaches of the world. It is not surprising that Jesus would say, blessed are those who mourn. Mourning is just a deeper side of loving. Brothers and sisters, the only way to avoid mourning in your life is to stop loving. And we can't help ourselves. We can't stop loving. So what is this comfort that Jesus talks about? In fact, where is this comfort? Jesus did not mean comfortable, where things go smoothly and easily so that you will have less pain or stress. Instead, he points to the promise that we will be fortified with God's grace and strength. Rather than pull us out of the turmoil of life, Jesus joins us. Sometimes, rather than lessening the pain or grief, he strengthens us. Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be made strong. God hears our prayers. Do not doubt that God hears your prayers. God hears our prayers and responds to us out of love, and perhaps, best of all, uses us to teach comfort to one another. You and I are not only comforted when we mourn, we are granted the high privilege of being able to participate as God comforts those around us. And we have seen God do this with our own eyes. Our comfort of each other is so genuinely clear at any memorial service. When you've had funerals in this church, when you've had celebrations of life in this church, do you see people comforting those who are mourning? You have to. And that is the comfort that God is working through you. This is the essential element in being part of the body of Christ, to enfold one another in times of mourning. And you all do it. It is a sheer joy when I see you comfort each other. Yet perhaps, and least we should forget, the deepest comfort is not anything that happens today or tomorrow, but what has been called God's ultimate comfort, in the end, through the promise and power of Jesus' resurrection, God will receive us into the kingdom. For us who mourn today, our Lord Jesus gently promises to fortify us here and now with his grace and strength. Yet beyond that is his final word of comfort, the restoration and reconciliation of all his people in heaven, in which he promises to wipe away every tear In your eyes I find I miss my father more than I can say but I know that the healing process of my heart is happening however gradual for God does answer prayer until that day let us pray Lord you know we mourn and you know our needs All we ask is that you provide a single healing stitch to our hearts once a day. We know that over time, while the scar in our hearts will always remain, the healing can begin. Because God loves you, and so do I. Amen.